Hello, I'm Conor McQuaid and we're at the Open University with Documentally. That is I. Um, we're running a workshop at the moment. There are people in the background. Please say aye. Aye. Yeah, that's the excitement oozing from their voices. I wanted to take this opportunity to have an interview, a conversation, let's call it, with Connor, because you had a very interesting last few days. I'm amazed you made it in because you did what some people call, and I might have the terminology wrong here, the hardest race in the world. Yeah, it likes to be called the toughest foot race in the world. I think that's not quite true. There's a few little bit tougher. But yeah, so it's it's five, six days. It's 250 kilometers in the Sahara Desert. And it's completely self-supported. So they give you water, but you live in a bivouac tent, which they basically blew over one night in a sandstorm. Um, people lost a lot of their kit. Um, but yeah, you have to carry your food. A venom pump, which don't really work, but they told us that we had to bring them but because um, there is snakes and camel spiders and cool stuff like that. So, yeah, it was a, an experience. When it comes to carrying your own supplies, then what did your food look like? Dehydrated mush was basically what my food looked like. So they were all in these sealed, uh, froze-dry packs. And actually, they were lovely, thanks to the sponsor that supplied the food for me. <laughs> because I sent it out. Obviously, I'm a poor student, so I tried my best to do things on the cheap. Um, it didn't actually taste that bad, surprisingly. I've, I've tasted worse food. and um, But yeah, so I didn't even bring a stove. I just added water and let it out in the sun for 20 minutes. And there was plenty of sun. Tell me about the conditions of the race. Um, so it actually wasn't one of the warmest years that they have it, although they have these things called jebels, which are kind of mountains that are like four or 500 metres high. And on one of the days that was the, about three or four hours up this, it was in the high 40s. Um, so as a ginger peel freckled, I kept saying my freckles and love handles aren't built for this race. Um, I've managed to get the tiniest of tans, which I think is remarkable in itself. <laughs> Whereabouts is this? Uh, so this is in the Moroccan desert. So it's, um, we fly into a place which I still don't really know how to pronounce, but it's Ozazark. And then it was a six and a half hour bus journey to the first um, stop. So yeah, no people, no nothing, just um, a few of these black tents. And a new experience for me, which was um, pooing in a plastic bag. Yeah, that was an experience. Um, how far did you actually run? Um, so it says that it's 252, because then that would make it six, six marathons over, over the days. But it's actually a little bit shorter than that. So I think we worked it out as about 245. Kilometres? Kilometres, yes, sorry, kilometres over that. So the first three days were anywhere between 31 and 39 kilometres. And then the fourth day they give you a 35-hour time limit and it's 86 kilometres and that's sand dunes and everything and they, they're pretty well supported, they have checkpoints but um, people get lost. What did this do to your body? So my feet are still recovering, I've lost a few kneels. I got uh, quite unlucky, I got quite bad infections and a few blisters so my feet swelled and then my little toe just became a giant sore so they have very good doctors there that spend a lot of time iodining and slicing your feet up um which i do have photos of and they don't look happy doing it which is unsurprising because there's oozing <laughs> but i was very lucky in my tent we actually had some army doctors so they were able to give me some antibiotics and that actually helped um but yeah so my feet were the actually the major issue um i lost a little bit of weight 
got a tan, so it's not the worst holiday in the world. So you lost toenails, do they grow back? Yeah, but a bit flimsy. So yeah, my toenails will grow back, and I've lost some before because I used to play a lot of Gaelic football, so our toes got a bit battered. I've broken a few in, the, in my time. Um, but the nails kind of grow back a bit flimsy. I don't know if that's me personally or anyone else, but yeah. So I've just got kind of fleshy stubs at the minute. I saw a few snippets because it was very hard for you to share content with bandwidth being very limited in the Moroccan desert, um, obviously. <laughs> there was a scene of you just turning your phone on and recording the inside of a tent during a sandstorm, and it looked no different to what I imagine the outside would look like. Yeah, so the the tents are... Um, the, the, they're not tents, they're bivouac, so they're open-sided either side, and it's just a nice big piece of cloth with sticks, and then a, a very disgusting carpet, which is probably where the infections came from, um, underneath us. Again, I was lucky, so a large percentage are army, so as soon as the wind kicked up, the guys knew to like sit on one end of it, leave a side open, so there was a little channel. And yes, yeah, so that video is about 45 minutes into the sandstorm. It's the, um, luckily I have a bit of a beer, so that helped with the ingestion of sand <laughs> but yeah we just sat there and took it and it was they were all very calm and chilled which made me very calm as well thankfully what for you was the most emotional part i would occasionally get so probably yeah probably the most emotional bit was i occasionally get little messages from my girlfriend and they just yeah, they give me lots of energy. I mean, there was I got to rang, ring her just after I did the long day. So you can have an option with 35 hours. You can have a sleep at one of the checkpoints or try and power through. So I wanted to power through, and I got to ring her at the end of it. And she had um, just had her arms inside a cow, because she's a vet, not not a personal first-time thing, um, or hobby. Uh, <laughs> so she was... I think covered in blood just probably as much as I was and um, yeah just hearing her voice just made it all okay. Of all the people you met who was the most inspirational? Oh there was this hero called Mahmoud who um, was 83 years old which would if he unluckily he didn't finish but if he had finished that would make him this second or third oldest only one guy who has run this multiple times would be older and uh, Ralph Ranulf Fiennes? Ranulf Fiennes. So that's quite a cool group. This guy is an old civil engineer slash architect. He was there in his gardening shorts and a collared shirt. Um, he didn't have sunscreen, so I put sunscreen on him one day when I met him. He lost his hat in the sandstorm. He had his backpack, but also a little like shopping bag with a wheel of cheese in it that his wife had helped him pack for the calories. He was just this super adorable, lovely old man. And there's a video of him coming in at the end of the long days, the very last, and he's very stooped, but yeah, absolute hero when he was doing it for charity, so. How far did he actually make? He got to the final checkpoint on the final day um, and I think this is a little bit of failure of the organisation. He had an hour and a half to walk eight kilometres, which is a little bit fast for the speed he was going. But the only reason that they were really enforcing the timeline there is because they had an award ceremony at the very last bit. And so they told him it'd be too dark for him to walk it and they stopped him. So eight kilometres away from the end, they stopped him from finishing. And I was a bit angry at that. 
If anybody out there is listening to this and they are, for some ridiculous reason, inspired to do something similar and torture themselves in the same way, or just, as it sounds like you've done, live life dialed up to 11, <laughs> what tips would you give them for preparation and surviving? Yeah, if I can be honest, I probably I did the bullshitters way of doing it. So um, a lot of these people that have done it may be older, but they've all run ultra marathons. They've all done Ironmans. I haven't run a marathon in seven years and having went over 20 kilometers in training. Um, I don't know. I didn't think that was a plan. But um, so you don't need to run it. You can walk most of it. And um, so just having time on feet. Poles are incredible. I made them look a bit stupid because I kind of did a skiing action as I went. But they, they really help spread the weight and do it over the sand dunes. And um, having some way of knowing how to wrap your toes so when they do get infected or cut up, you know how to deal with that because that is going to happen to most people. So, yeah, hydration is number one. So just take all the water that they give you. Um, unless you're one of the top athletes, you're going to need every ounce. Um Pain strategy, so dealing with your cuts and having, they don't like ibuprofen because people have died, but um, people had tramadol there, snuck in and codeine. But um, yeah, so hydration strategy, something for your feet, so having the right shoes, because your feet will swell to about three times bigger than your normal shoe size. So the poles really help with that, balancing the weight, and then pain strategy, and that's kind of the main ones. Do people need to save up as well? Yeah, so the initial entry fees about from the uk is the most expensive if you go through france or some of the other ones you can get a bit cheaper but it's about four and a half grand now you do get to stay in a very fancy hotel at the end where they some of the film stars stay who've done stuff back in the day in ozarks but yeah it's stupidly expensive i imagine you'll be blogging or sharing some content from this where can people find the uh um, the story or where can they find you should you choose to share more of the pain and anguish uh, so on Twitter, I'm at Connorsaurus. Uh, Instagram is at the Ginger Scientist, I think. And I'm going to start up a blog, which I need to actually discuss with you because I need to start writing this down and put it in into, yeah, and put some of the videos and clips of my nasty feet up there as well. I can't wait. <laughs> thank you so much for your time. Cheers. Thank you for listening. Documentally.